Welcome to the next episode of You Got This. Hey, you do got this. Well, I am obviously Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric, I'm Pastor Zach. I was going to do it again. What were you going to do? Forget. Don't worry, I don't forget. It's like the ongoing thing But mind you, this is your rule, so this is the (laughs) funny part. You're like, don't forget to introduce, so we are introducing ourselves. Well, I'm glad to be back on with you guys. It's been a few weeks. But um, a lot of good things happening here at Bethel, New England, and uh, we got to celebrate the beautiful Easter season, and now we're looking forward to jumping into the summertime, and I thought it would be a great time to introduce something a little different. We've been talking about some uh, personal issues or struggles Mm -hmm. that people could have, and um, if anyone knows me or they work with me, I do like to see opportunity. I like to help people be better challenge them to be better. Mm -hmm. I'm not very big into things like pity, especially self-pity. And so today I want to talk about really a mentality and a Mm -hmm. lifestyle of blessing. Yeah, I think that it's pivotal for the life of many believers. Agreed. And again, I think there's credence to things that we go through, Mm -hmm. and we should acknowledge those things because the Bible does. But I also want to talk about what the Bible is trying to point us to. Mm -hmm. And I believe reading the Old Testament to the New Testament, God's plan has always been to make our life and really elevate us to make us better. Yeah. And so we're going to focus in on that today um, in all specificity. I love that word, by the way. Great word. Um, But the scripture talks about two different things. And so I do want to just frame this a little bit very Mm -hmm. quickly. So in our culture, we have this pervasive term of people being called toxic. Toxic. And so toxic churches, toxic people. (laughs) And we were about to go in that direction. I feel like by doing that, it would make us just as toxic as everyone else. That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) And that's sensationalism. Yeah. Uh, but really being able to be a blessing is the exact opposite. Yes. That you flourish versus you take away or you drain people or take life from them or you ruin things. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about both. So the book of Hebrews, as well as the book of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. they talk about within the culture that God is trying to create, that there are people that can become what the scripture refers to as a root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And that is someone that That's through good. their choices, through their life, through their teaching, that they start to create an environment that draws people away mm. from what God is trying to do. Yeah. That's very, there's a whole theological thing that I can say a lot better than that. That's just keeping it plain and simple. Yeah. But the scripture also alludes to something different, and mm. it does it in a very funny book of the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah, where the people are actually getting in big trouble for not doing what they're supposed to, yeah. but God begins to make promises to them. Yeah. And so no matter where our listeners are at, even if you feel like you fumbled, so whether people are treating you toxic or you've been toxic, mm-hmm. I want everyone to know, including us today, actually, that we can be a blessing no matter where God has placed us. Yeah, and no matter where we are at in life. Or how we feel about our relationship with God. We can still be a blessing no, no matter what. No, most definitely. And that is the very idea that God brings in mm-hmm. through Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. Yes. And then as we pick up on this in the book of Jeremiah, the people are about to be brought into captivity. Mm-hmm. And he says to them, I want you to pray and contribute to the prosperity of the nation I'm bringing you to. Yeah. And then in another part, he does this comparison of being almost like this dead root flower, Mm -hmm. but then says after that, but you will be like a tree planted by the water whose roots go down deep, who flourishes in the midst of drought, Mm -hmm. uh, whose leaves are always green. And that text recently really spoke to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was kind of like thinking about something in my head and then it goes into my heart and Mm -hmm. then I'm really like going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. 
And I woke up early one morning and that text was on my mind and I began to read it. And I thought, no, like in the midst of what I'm going through, I have two responses here. Yeah. I can either respond according to the way that I'm feeling, which at the moment was not the greatest. Right. You know, I was really giving in like, oh, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to rethink this? Mm-hmm. And seeing that aspect of like its leaves will always be green. Mm. And what you produce. Yeah, exactly. Will be good. What you produce. Yeah. The production of our life is going to be a good thing. Yeah. And so there are ways of doing this and ways of going about this. And firstly, I do want to acknowledge the fact that a lot of things, even according to the scripture, begin in our mind. Mm. Just like sin begins in our thoughts. So does an attitude of blessing. Absolutely. And at the last podcast, and I really liked when you spoke about that, mm-hmm. it had to do with uh, developing an attitude of thankfulness. Yeah. And in the New Testament, as Paul is working with the church, he's trying to help them because repentance is not only crying about what we did wrong, right. it is a change of ways. It's a complete 180. No, and in yeah. the Greek language, it's a change of your thinking. Yep. So what you think about is very important. Yes. Jesus said too, like what goes into, it's not what goes into a man, what makes him unclean, it's what, it's what comes, comes out. out of him. And it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, There's so, so many you, things. What are you feeding yourself? Exactly. There are so many things in the Bible that say, take care. Take an inventory of what you're putting into your body because it's going to affect what's coming out of Mo- it. Most definitely. It's, it, it, and it really it has a physical aspect and a practical one. Yeah. You feed yourself high fat, high sugar things. Guess what? You are going to feel very unhealthy gonna get and you're going to reap the benefits yeah. of that. <laughs> Uh, and not extended waistband. <laughs> However, when you do things like eating healthy, it affects yeah. your body. And the same thing has a spiritual component. Yes. What are you feeding yourself? Yeah. And I, when I listen to a lot of people, I hear themselves feeding themselves different things. A lot mm-hmm. of it is just general talk. Yeah. Like, what is the populace around me talking about? Right. Most of those conversations are about other people. Yes. We used to have a little sign in my home growing up. Like small people talk about other people. Yeah. Normal people talk about things mm-hmm. and great people talk about ideas, yeah. hopes, dreams, feelings. Yeah. And I think that that's something that also has a scriptural component because when Paul is speaking to New Testament believers, he tells them things to think about. Mm. He says, whatsoever is lovely whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is trustworthy. Keep your mind on these things. Think on these things. And I personally have to put myself in environments where those things are possible. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to change our environment. Yeah, and I think we as Christians almost like to walk around with this sort of defeatism where it's like, my environment is causing my reaction yeah, to these the things. Yeah, you're the victim. You're the victim. Yeah, of your always, always victimizing ourselves yeah. or victimizing anything that we do. But really, it's when you know we've mentioned it before on the podcast. But Christ has given you life, and He's given yeah. you the authority yes. to change these things. And yeah. it, lowest moments of my life, it wasn't until I sh- I intentionally shifted my mindset no. that my situation began to improve because. Yeah. You know, objectively, I don't know if the situation did improve, no. but my outlook on it changed, no. which in my mind, it improved. Yeah. And I think that, that there's a beauty, you know, in that, that we can always see. Yeah. And American culture, and this is the one part of American culture I absolutely love because of the entrepreneurial capitalistic yeah. mindset. It is, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yes. The ability to dust yourself off. Yeah. 
And I miss some of that, actually. Yeah. I miss this ability, like, yes, life happens. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen to all of us. But what do we want to do with that? Right. Because someone, like, downed me, hurt me, does that mean I want to down and hurt others? No, I want to bless them. Mm -hmm. And I bless them by the words that I use, how I speak about others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a bit this ability, and it, it really is a mindset you've got to develop on the inside, yeah. of being able to see other people better than you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you do see yourself well like I like healthy self-esteem I think yeah, it's great absolutely but from that healthy self-esteem should be an individual who is able to see the best in others and really push it out of them yeah and the flip side of that is <clears throat> not being naive no but still believing because what does the Bible say love hopes in all things believes yeah. in all things yes. keeps no record of wrongs it yeah. lifts it lifts you know we lift each other up so it you can because I've dealt with this a lot yeah. how can I you know believe the best of somebody when I've seen their absolute worst. Yeah. But that's what love does. And that's what unabashed, unadulterated love does. Mm -hmm. It believes that though this person, you know, may be at their worst version of yes. themselves, yep. they still have the capacity to be good and exactly. to do good and to bless others. No, and no one is beyond the love of God. Right. And I think that that was highlighted so nicely in the last conversation that was had is, like there's this ability when the love of God transforms you that mm -hmm. has an overflow compartment. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that overflow. Like people are always kind of dealing with deficit. Well, yeah. let's deal with overflow. Yeah. When we are connected to the Lord and when we are connected to healthy people mm -hmm. and our tank is being filled, we actually overflow. Yeah. And that's the mindset that Jesus actually has when he's uh, speaking about the parable of the 10 virgins. Yeah. And he talks about the wise versus the foolish. Mm -hmm. And he says they're oil lamps. And this is kind of like the preparation for the end times. Yeah. It says that their uh, lamps were not only full of oil, but mm -hmm. that they were overflowing. They actually had reserve they had oil. More than enough. And yeah. I think that we need to create this mindset as the day of Jesus comes, yeah. instead of sinking into the mindset of almost like what the scripture would call the spirit of the Antichrist, yeah. I want to be connected to the true spirit of the living Christ yeah. that is an attitude of like, my God is more than enough for me. Well, let's go back to the the analogy of being a tree planted by the water. No. That water is not anybody but Jesus. No, when, you are planted, when you are planted by the source, you are which means you're in his word, you're praying, you're, you know, trying your best to improve your relationship with him and you're you're doing all these things. That is the source and that's no. how your roots go down deep. No. There's a passage in the Bible um, when uh, King Hezekiah was going to meet with, uh, a, I believe it was the Queen of Sheba maybe, yeah. that was coming and she was coming to offer him all of these worldly things and to do all these things. If I'm if I'm completely botching the story, what please do you mean not. Solomon? Maybe it was Solomon. Yeah, Solomon. I don't know. But there's the a passage. The passage I want to talk about is the 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 Lord withdrew from his heart mm -hmm. to see what was inside of him, yeah. and that. That is what came out of him was the abundance, was the overflow. Yeah. Though he was being tempted by all of these things, he yeah. chose to deny them yeah. because the Lord was the Lord had filled him up and he had made sure that he was planted by the source. Yeah. And that's such an important thing, I think, uh, for as Christians we need to keep in mind of is yeah. if we're not by the source, when these situations come, yeah. it we're our our the outcome is not gonna be good. No. But we need to be planted by the source and no. to avoid 
uh, our, our default state as humans is, you know, toxicity. Yeah. We are, we're self-effacing. We want what's best for us. Don't really care about where we can be manipulative. We can be hypocritical. But when we're planted by the source, just as much as the water, moving water takes away impurities mm-hmm. and dirt buildup and all that mm-hmm. stuff, that's what Jesus does to us. He's yeah. the living water. He takes these things away from us. Yeah, a few things that I was thinking about that also contribute to this, just to help people mm-hmm. out, like... We as Pentecostal believers, and that's the beauty of Pentecostalism, is we believe in Christian spirituality. Yeah. It's not a religion. It's not a tradition. Yeah. It's not a ritual, and hopefully it doesn't become that, mm-hmm. but it is a sense of having my inner man, my inner being connected to the God of the universe through Jesus, yeah. and that his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, can live inside of me. Mm. And there's something so fulfilling about that and so yeah. wonderful about that. And the and it's like this real thing that he is real. Mm. And when he lives inside of you, that gives you life. And so two things that I want to highlight. Firstly, is being able to learn that worship is more than something just on Sunday morning. And it's more than music. And it's more than music. Yeah. It is the ability to praise God in all circumstances mm-hmm. and at all times of the day. And it doesn't mean only when I'm going through bad things. Yeah. Like, almost like this, um, a sign of a healthy child mm-hmm. is actually that they hum and sing. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also the sign of a healthy adult mm-hmm. is someone who is humming, singing, whistling, especially the praises of God. Mm-hmm. Like it means the heart, like the heart is full. Yeah. And when the heart is full, they worship. And I think that's been such beautiful moments, even at church, you know, um, where my children have experienced worship here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they were playing at home as children, they were carrying along the worship while they were playing with their toys. Yeah. And there's something that really touches the heart. And yeah, I know probably absolutely. from dad to dad, you've experienced these moments Yeah, I know, I'm getting emotional too. thinking about it. Just remembering my kids like yeah. singing Jesus Loves Me or humming. Yeah, and they're like I, terrible melodies, no, but they're but still it doing really, it. It touches yeah. the core of your being. Yeah. And I think we need to grab onto that. Yes. That when we worship God through uh, whatever time of day it could be, whether it's driving in the car, mm-hmm. whether it's cooking dinner, whether it's, uh, I think a lot of us have been busy outside with good weather, taking care yeah, of the lawn and planting. It's like bringing God into those moments. Yes. That becomes, for me personally, true worship. Yeah, worship is a position. It's not an action. It's a position of yourself to God. And And it's so much, like you said, it's so much more than just these experiential things, because especially in Christianity today, Mm -hmm. we have concerts to worship. We have giant gatherings of thousands of people to hear our favorite worship songs. Like, what even is that? No. One. And, but the other thing is, it is so it is so much more. We're doing God a disservice when mm-hmm. that's the entirety of our worship. No. God wants us to, as he said to the woman at the well, worship him in spirit and in truth. And it doesn't matter where you worship him. It doesn't him. matter where you are. Yeah. I mean, I've worshiped him in the weirdest of situations, but it's just... When you are filled up, when you're yeah. planted by the source, like you yeah. said, the oil lamp is full, the yeah. overflow it, it, comes out. It changes out. your mindset. It changes the atmosphere. Yeah. So whether you be at work and you're going through something difficult within your day, mm-hmm. just grabbing a moment. I tell people sometimes, you've got to run to the bathroom. Yeah. And you just have to say, Lord, totally. I praise you. I honor you for who you are and just release that presence of God. Yeah. And it's not always a feeling. No. It's like when you marry somebody, you marry them because you love them, mm-hmm. and, but you've made a decision to love this person. Yeah, yeah. And so much so with the Lord, it's a decision to yes. keep honoring him and a yeah. decision to keep loving him. Yeah. Though my father just passed away, yeah. I will honor the Lord because yeah. he's worthy of it. Yeah, it's a conscious choice yeah. of the will. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. And so much, so many times Christians and just people in general 
like to say, like I said earlier, it's because of this, I am this way. No. But when the Bible says the exact opposite, no. when you think like this, that is why you are that yeah, way. You become that. You become that way. So when you start to cultivate an attitude of worship, yeah. what you're doing is you become a person who knows how to live mm-hmm. and react out of the presence of God, Yeah. which ultimately makes you a blessing. And that's part of planting yourself by the source, by yeah. the water. And the, and it, 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 again, that flourishing is, is the most beautiful aspect. It's yeah. not only for you, it's for everyone around you. Yeah. Everyone everyone has profit yeah. off of the fact that you are flourishing. Absolutely. Another area that I think is important, and you're not going to find this in a self-help book mm-hmm. or anything like that, and it is so are you sure? beautifully Pentecostal, books. <laughs> is with the infilling of the Spirit, it is the ability to speak in other tongues. And yeah. I've heard people say it, and again, over the years, my mindset toward this is like, oh, you know, what do I do with this? Yeah. A lot of people, they're somewhat afraid of the baptism of the Spirit, or they have it, and then when they speak in other tongues, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But I've heard people flat out just say to me, like, it's not for every Christian. Right. I am totally right. against that mindset. Uh, yeah. Paul says it's the least of the gifts, yes. and it is the gift that is personal, uh, and there are levels of that, and we'll talk about that on another podcast. Mm-hmm. But the one aspect of speaking in other tongues that I want to address is it is the ability to communicate with God in a language that goes beyond you. Unhindered. Unhindered. Yeah. And I love praying in the spirit. Yeah. And when things are going on around me and I know I need to flourish, I need to have the victory, mm-hmm. praying in the spirit has helped me in some of the most challenging moments to flourish in the midst of difficulties. Yeah. I I know for myself, you know, there are there are times where we get so just distraught yeah. that we cannot bring to voice or words no. things that like our heart is feeling. And mind you, you and I, we can babble and we can talk and find words. Totally. We're like a walking All dictionary. day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, even for me, there's this aspect of communicating with God yeah. that goes beyond my own thoughts, yeah. my preconceived notions, and even my judgments yes. of others Absolutely. in a situation. I mean, I've all, I thought of it as like almost like a tether between my heart and God's ear. Yeah. It's like, what is the the deepest parts of me that maybe I don't even realize when I do pray in the spirit? It's yeah. I'm giving vent to that to the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Just as much as, you know, God knows our hearts. He knows mm-hmm. what we're going to say. Even yeah. if we pray in the spirit, he knows what we're going to say yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. But it's like the reason why we go to therapy, right, is to give voice to these things and yeah. find healing yeah. and work through it in a process. Yeah. It's the same thing as praying in the spirit. You yeah. You give voice to it. And, you know, it's not always you do it to feel better. No. But when you do it, you feel better. No, and it, <laughs> and it does help. If I'm yeah. going to approach a complicated situation, mm-hmm. it could be anything from conflict management yeah. to dealing with a hard problem, uh, church discipline, yeah. or an idea or an event, or an anxiety that can come from a situation beyond my control. Um, I have found myself being able to pray in the Spirit mm-hmm. And it does change the way that I go about it. Yeah. I, like, I, I really am kind of like whittling myself out of the picture. Yeah. Because as much as we live in a society that likes to talk about toxic people. Right. Like, I, I think that one thing that I like about Roman Catholic theology mm-hmm. is that they believe that the human heart is evil. Yeah. And, and Jesus says it, deliver mm-hmm. us from evil in the Lord's Prayer. Yep. Without that control of the Holy Spirit, we all have the propensity for evil. Absolutely. And so by surrendering to the Spirit and wanting to be a blessing, when we begin to pray in the Spirit, we are, again, uh, like uh, you know that analogy of the water, Jesus says... Those that are filled with the Spirit, it will be like rivers of living water flowing out from their innermost parts. Yeah. And that is the freedom that I need 
And I know that you would mm-hmm. need and others that are watching that you need in this. Yeah. So, you know, how do we get there? Yeah. And I think for me, how that started, and it needs to always be that way, is creating a radical openness for God. Yeah. You know, no reservation. Yep. Like, I'm not afraid of him. Yeah. I'm not afraid of what he's going to speak to me. I'm not afraid how he's going to lead me. Yes. I just say, Lord, here I am, and just fill me completely. Yeah. One thing I heard when I was in school was pray that dangerous prayer. No. Pray the prayer that scares you. Yeah. And people say that all the time. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this, and I'm not going to pray this because God's going to do this. He's not dumb. You know. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> so there are two options. Like, either you're yeah. radically open. And you obey him because that leads to blessing. Yeah. Or you don't listen to his voice and you don't open yourself. And that leads to really, we say, I'm not listening, but not listening is rebellion. It's disobedience. Yeah. And what does that lead to? Death. Your heart becomes that yeah. toxic cesspool. Yeah. And we don't want to be that. No, absolutely not. And the, I, I, cause I've been there. I understand this idea like, I'm happy with myself. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of self-improvement. Yeah. I don't want to be different. No. Yeah. But it's it's that aspect of just trusting God with yeah. you. Yeah. And that's, con- I mean, we have to do it every day, but especially when you're taking that first step, it's, God, I don't know what's going to happen in five years. I no. don't know who I'm going to be, no. but I want you to be a part of that. Yes. And there's, when you pray that prayer, I fu- and from a very intentional and very honest standpoint, I yeah. fully believe that God's going to run with it because yeah. he did it with me. And yeah. I've seen him do it with so many, I've seen him do it with youth, all yeah. people of every different age. That when you pray those bold prayers, those prayers that you know scare you, God's gonna honor you regardless, and He's gonna He's going to plant you by that water because you've asked Him to. No, and the reason why you become blessed is has yes, it has to do with you mm-hmm. because it's God's love and compassion toward yep. you. But just to be loved and blessed and kind of have this idyllic life, Mm -hmm. that's not what this is about. No. It is about him doing that in you so that he in turn can use you to provide that for others who need that same thing. Yeah. And we can never lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Because I think once people kind of get their act together with Jesus... And it kind of becomes the end of the mission. Right. And God is never done. Yes. God, who is the very source of life, has never done with pouring out his blessings on humanity. Yeah, I mean, uh, your mercies are new every morning. It's God wants to do something new with you every day, every minute, every season that you're in. And life changes so rapidly all the time that we need God in a different capacity all the time. We always need him as a source, but we need, sometimes we need him to be the healer. Sometimes we need him to be the provider. Sometimes we need everything and nothing. Even even in needing that, when you react from a mindset of blessing, Mm -hmm. even in your poverty, whether it be financial or emotional or spiritual, the ability to reach out and to bless someone else opens a door for that blessing in your own life. Yes. And the New Testament picks up on this over and over again, Mm -hmm. that in the midst of need, that people that were able to touch or do for others open up refreshment for themselves. Yeah. You know, and there's something about getting beyond self. Mm -hmm. You know, me, 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 me. It's like the common song. I think it should, it's the number one hit on the internal radio. Right. Because even if it's negative or toxic or whatever, like it's all about you. Yeah. And having an attitude of blessing is, number one, it's all about the Lord and his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then number two, it's all about the other yeah, and not about me. Yeah. And when you see that, when you begin to live for that, pray like that, mm-hmm. believe like that, 
it really does change everything. It's almost this like um, this paradox of living, right? Yeah. It's not about me. It's about other people. No. But while it's about other people, God's pouring into me. Yes. And so he it's, does. it's just that aspect of trusting him. And that's not to say go like, you know, spend $6,000 on your credit card to bless somebody. Like no, nobody's asking no, you to and do you should not be <laughs> using a credit do card to do that. Yeah. You should not <laughs> be doing that. Uh, Dave Ramsey would have words with you. Um, but it's just blessing other people, you know, with your time, with your mm-hmm. uh, blessing the church or other people with finances that you do have that are no. in abundance. It's, you know, God wants to, God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. No, definitely. One thing uh, that I want people to pick up on is pretty soon, the first Wednesday of... Uh, May. Mm-hmm. What date is that, by the way? The first Wednesday of May. Yes. May second. May second at or May third. May third. Let's look it up just yeah. to be sure. We are going to have our uh, encounter evening. So for those that are local, if you'd like to come out to us, yeah, May third. Um, that encounter evening is really May third, six thirty. Mm-hmm. So here at Bethel, New England, we are going to have what's called our encounter evening. That's a moment to just be in the presence of God together. Yeah. And that real evening is going to the emphasis is going to be on receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you have received it or you're waiting to receive it, and it's not the magical formula, like because you're there, right? but it's creating an environment where the hungering for the Holy Spirit is present and that people are able to receive from him in a non-rushed pace and that they can have time, whether it be at the altar, at the pews, Mm -hmm. and just saying, Holy Spirit, here I am, take control. And again, don't wait for that evening. If you're in your car right now and you're listening or if you're uh, at home or on your way to work, find those places with God Mm -hmm. to say, Lord, here I am today. And also my prayer is this sometimes, Lord, what can I do to be a blessing today? Yeah. You know, for someone. And it's simple. It's not always like a material thing. Mm -hmm. Even this past Sunday, just briefly, I thought it was very funny. The head of our greeting, she's a lovely person. Mm -hmm. Her name's Gloria. And she is always trying to be happy and upbeat. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will race by her because they're new here. They're kind of intimidated by people. And I just kind of laughed this Sunday seeing how friendly she was. And someone just sped right by her. Mm -hmm. And she said hi. And they just like looked back and then kept walking. (laughs) And it shows you the world in which we live. That people don't know what to do with a friend friendly hello. Yeah. It's it's uncommon. So she said even at her work she says hi to everyone and they just like grunt at her. That's and very she New said, England too. I, she said I am not going to stop being nice. Yeah. I'm not going to stop saying hello. Right. And so the simple thing to start today is can we just keep this simple? Yeah. Just say hi to people. Say hello. Just smile. Yeah. Like Don't friend, do the New England thing. That's like, how are you eyes. doing? And then walk away. <laughs> and I mean, in your case, you've got Irish eyes. So yeah. like the song says, when Irish eyes are smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some people, and I loved it even during COVID, some people are so friendly mm-hmm. that even with a mask on, their eyes smile. Yes. And I love that about people. Yes. So really, my tip, learn to let your eyes smile. Yes. Be friendly to people, smile. And that's how you can be a blessing. Exactly. As simple as it can be. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's just greet people. Let's be nice. Yeah. And let's just stay focused on what matters. Build, exactly. Being close to the Lord. Yeah. Focusing on other people and not being so worried with ourselves. And there's a million and one things to worry about. There really is. Yeah. But when we're focused on God and we're focused on being blessings to other people, the blessings is going to come. It doesn't. It when comes. you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yep. he takes care of what you eat. He takes care of your clothing. He sure does. And he says, you'll be better than the lilies of the field. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Jesus has got your life under control. Yeah. And lilies are beautiful. So they are. A That's a whole teaching <laughs> about that one. <laughs> we're going to have Pastor Eric talk to us about lilies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, our idea of them. But. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. 
episode of You Got This. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, it was glad. I'm glad I got to talk to you guys again. I'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you at Encounter. Yes. May 3rd, 6.30 p.m. Bye, guys. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of You Got This. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to talk to somebody, email us at podcast at bethelne.com and make sure you share this episode with everybody that you know. Subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss the next episode of You Got This, and we'll see you there.